We are human beings that live in community. We need each other. We don't need just one person, but we need our community, our other people. The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. In this episode of Thinking Yourself into Exponential Success, we're looking at the destructive thoughts, negative influences, and fears that are communicated from one person to another. This is so critical to be aware of for you and your business, because if you are allowing negative influences and fears into your thinking and you're unaware of it, it will influence how you're making decisions, the risks that you're willing to take, being visible and going for more, everything that's required for scaling your business. So listen in and learn. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm Amira Alvarez and have an amazing day. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and thank you for listening. Let's get started. So we are in chapter 15 of Think and Grow Rich and we are going through the self-analysis test questions one by one. And this practice is so important to your growth, not just your personal growth, but to how you grow your business. It will help you across the board in your life, in your relationships, in your business, in your decision-making, in all aspects of your life. So please listen up, participate, really pause after each recording or in the middle of the recording and answer the questions for yourself so that you can really actualize on making this a constructive process for yourself. And then I would mark your calendar for once a year to come back to these test questions. We've been doing them week by week now for quite a while. There's quite a few of these questions and you could make it a practice of coming back and listening to them again and again on an annual basis so that you upgrade your life bit by bit. Every time you listen to these you will hear the information differently. You'll be at a different place in your life and you'll be able to apply the teachings at a different level. So it's an iterative process, not one and done. Okay, let's get started here. The first question we are going to talk about today is when others offer you free unsolicited advice, do you accept it without question or analyze their motive? So unsolicited advice, this is where you haven't asked for help. You haven't asked for someone's opinion. You haven't opened the door to that. Now, maybe you've opened the door to that implicitly, but you want to be conscious of whether you want advice from someone or you don't. If you do, fantastic. Receive it. Be open to it. However, you do want to analyze 
their motive if they're giving unsolicited advice for why they might be coming to you without you asking with advice. How does it serve them to do this? Do they get an ego boost? Do they feel superior? Is it a way to manipulate you into doing what they want you to do? Is it a way to manipulate you into staying small and not growing, for instance, so that they don't have to be challenged by the fact that they are not engaged in the growth that they need to be engaged in for their life purpose, for their more life directive, for their greatest life? What is their motive for giving you this advice? Do they have your best interests in mind? Maybe they do. Or maybe it's free-floating anxiety and worry and they just spread it across the board to everyone they talk to. And this is their way of releasing their anxiety in the world. What is it that is causing them to come to you without you asking for advice? Even when I want to share something that I think will be incredibly helpful to my boyfriend, someone in my family. I ask permission. I say, Hey babe, I have something that I think would help you. Are you open to hearing that? Would you like my perspective on that? It's a permission question. It's a permission question. So you're going to want to look at this for yourself. Also, are you someone that just gives unsolicited advice? And if so, what is your motive behind that? And do you need to clean that up? Do you need to start asking for permission? Would you like my opinion on that? Would you like my perspective on that? Would it be helpful for you to hear my perspective, how I would go about that, how I would problem solve around that? So ask yourself these questions and grow yourself. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. The next series of questions is this. What, above all else, do you desire most? Do you intend to acquire it? Are you willing to subordinate all other desires for this one? How much time daily do you devote to acquiring it? So this is a big one, guys. What above all else do you most desire? It's not that you won't have other desires. We all have multiple desires, lots of things we wish for in this life. But what above all else do you desire the most? And do you intend to acquire it? If it's a thing, what do you have to do to create that? If it's an experience or a feeling, what do you have to do to create that? If you want to say be in a particular kind of relationship and that is your highest desire, what is the partner that you'd like to be partnered with like and who would you need to be to be a match for that person? And then what do you need to do to create that in your life. Maybe you have to grow your business in order to be married to another entrepreneur. Maybe you don't, okay? But maybe that's your path. 
Maybe your biggest desire is to make a billion dollars or a million dollars or cross the six-figure mark. Maybe it's just a financial number. That's fine. That's your biggest desire. What has to happen for you to do that? And do you intend to acquire it? Have you made the decision? Have you made the decision? And then the next question is challenging for many, many people. I know it was challenging for me. Are you willing to subordinate all other desires for this one? Now, subordinate does not mean eliminate. Don't get confused here. I got confused initially. I was like, oh, I've got to give up all my other desires. No, it's subordination, meaning they take a second place, a second place, a third place, a fourth place. You can still go after them. What works really well is if you line them up, pay attention here, line them up with your major definite aim in life, your burning desire. If you make those secondary tertiary desires line up, be something that will help you achieve that big desire, then you're, you have them all going in the same direction. That's, that's huge. Okay, but are you willing to say that those come second, third, fourth, fifth in order for you to achieve your major desire? That's important for you to know and to make a decision on. And then how much time daily do you devote to acquiring this big burning desire of yours? Are you frittering away your time on things that don't help you achieve that because of some sort of obligation or responsibility or habit rather than consciously choosing, I'm going to spend this much time daily going after my big burning desire. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So the next question is, do you change your mind often? If so, why? Now, often is relative. What is often for me might be infrequent for you and what's infrequent for me might be often for you, right? What are we comparing it to? I will say you want to analyze whether you're constantly changing your mind about things. It will be very hard for you to achieve your goals if you're constantly changing course. Now, a certain amount of course correction is required. As we move forward with our plans, we gain more information, we gain more data, and we have to adjust. That kind of shifting, changing the course, makes sense. But do you decide you're going after one goal, you're going to do this in your life. And then three weeks later, you're like, no, no, I'm going to go after this. This is what I really want. And you're constantly changing your goalposts or your goals. That's, that doesn't work. That's going to delay your good. Get clear, go for what you want. And if you end up making a poor decision about that, You can change your mind, but if you find yourself habitually changing your mind, then you know you do have a challenge. One of the things that I coach my clients on is that regardless of circumstance, regardless of what happens, don't change your goal. Oftentimes, like with with COVID, 
that happened last year. It's still kind of happening. A lot of people like diminish their annual goal saying, ah, it's not going to happen. What if you kept your goal? It would have required you to think creatively about how to step forward and do new things to reach that goal. You would have grown nonetheless. Now that's not to, to shame anyone who changed their goal. Don't do that to yourself. That's not the implication. Take this as a really good piece of information that you can learn from. Don't change your goals. If you say you're going to make a certain amount of money this month in your business, make that this month. If you miss it, don't, don't make it smaller. Just figure out what you need to do to reach that goal. Okay. So think about this. Do you change your mind often? This is a time waste, whether it's changing your mind about what you want to eat or where you want to go to dinner or, uh, what kind of marketing you want to do or what kind of goals you have. The more you change your mind, the more you expend effort on that beginning decision-making process versus the execution of it. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't iterate and with new information, fine tune your decisions. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So the next question is, do you finish everything you begin? Now the implication here is that you should finish everything that you begin. And certainly there is an aspect of that that is absolutely 100% true. You start projects and you don't finish them. You start building up a self-image that says, I am not someone who completes. You start building a pattern in your behavior that says, I'm not someone who completes. And if you want to grow your business, you need to complete your projects. So you do want to look at this, but are there projects that you are not the best person to execute on? This is where growing your team really counts and matters. So in the beginning in my business, I did everything. I was chief, you know, bottle washer, right? That whole expression. I did everything, which meant that I did have to finish all the projects, even if I didn't like them or was particularly good at them. I chose to fall in love with all the aspects of my business so that I could complete and move my projects forward. Now, as you, and you can do this as you grow your business, you want to find people who are better suited than you to do particular things in your business. It doesn't all have to be you. So if you find yourself delaying in resisting finishing certain projects, you've got to ask yourself, is this my job right now? Or do I really need to fire myself up? Do I really need to delegate this to someone else and say, this isn't my role anymore and start getting more and more tuned into what you're excellent at and what you finish. Okay. What you know, you will be so inspired to complete and take 100% personal responsibility for the projects that need to be completed that ultimately will be handed off to someone else, but right now are your role. And see if you can close those projects, finish those projects sooner and faster so that you don't 
waste energy and time on those open loops in your life and your business. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started here. So the next set of questions is this. Are you easily impressed by other people's business or professional titles, college degrees, or wealth? Are you easily influenced by what other people think or say of you? So a business or professional title, a college degree, or wealth, these are symbols of status, symbols of accomplishment, symbols of achievement, but they are symbols and we don't know what there is to back it up. So fundamentally, you want to evaluate people on more than just their wealth, their titles, their business degrees. What else do they have going for them? Are you looking at the whole person and do you like the whole person? Do you value what that person brings to the table in general? Because if you are impressed by someone, you have to ask yourself, what do you do as a result of being impressed by them? Do you conform to what they say? Do you start agreeing with them no matter what? Do you make yourself small? Do you negate your own opinions? Do you kowtow to them? Do you you follow them without thinking for yourself? What happens when you are actually impressed by someone else? And if you stay 100% you, thinking for yourself, being yourself, all of that, when you're impressed by someone else, then there is no cause for concern here. But if you find yourself contorting or conforming or changing in some fashion, when you're impressed by others, you're going to want to ask yourself if you, you know, are you easily impressed by things that are symbols rather than the substance of who the person is. Now, it doesn't mean that you haven't done something incredible if you have a title or a degree or wealth, but it it doesn't automatically mean that. It could be a, you, you could have inherited that position in the company. You could have inherited that wealth. You could have a degree, an honorary degree where, where you were given the honor for other things that you did in your life, but not necessarily for going to school, right? You get an honorary doctorate in X, Y, and Z, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you did anything at that college to earn that doctorate. You need to question these things. And then the second part of this question that Hill puts forth is, are you easily influenced by what other people think or say of you? So those same questions that I posited earlier hold true here as well. Do you conform? Do you negate yourself? Do you make yourself small? Do do you think yourself great when other people tell you you're great? Are you affected by compliments? Do you change in some way based on what other people say about you, whether it's positive or negative? Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started here. Our next question comes right after yesterday's question. They kind of go hand in hand. So this one says, do you cater to people because of their social or financial status? So here's the thing. 
all our good in life comes through other people. We live in a relationship-based world. So of course our relationships matter. Now, if you think, oh my goodness, this person has social standing and I can get something from them. Oh my God, this person has financial status. I can get something from them and therefore I'm going to contort myself and jump through a bunch of hoops and, and diminish myself and, and simply become someone you're not. That's not healthy or functional. But if you go, wow, I have an opportunity to create a relationship with someone with whom I could do business or with whom could help me create more life in my life and in my family's life and other people's life. And I can build a relationship with this person that is a benefit to them and perhaps to me. That's great. That's not ego driving it. Ego driving it is you kowtow to someone because you want a selfie with them so that you can show all your friends, look at how great I am. That seems ridiculous, okay? However, if you meet someone in your travels in life, in your journey through life, who has more social status and you think, wow, this person has great connections and can expand my network, And then you think, how can I be of service to this person? How can I really help them? And you lead with giving and you do so without diminishing yourself, then that's fine. Then we understand all our good comes through relationships. We are human beings that live in community. We need each other. We don't need just one person, but we need our community, our other people. And so you don't want to dismiss people because they have high social standing or high, high wealth, but neither do you want to diminish yourself. So can you be in relationship with people as the full expression of yourself? Okay. The, with full self ownership, can you do that? And if you can't yet, that's not a reason not to engage, grow yourself within the engagement. Start by practicing this and you will build that skill set for yourself. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Our next question is, is a big question. It is, whom do you believe to be the greatest person living? In what respect is this person superior to yourself? So, He's asking for someone who is alive right now, not someone from history or from the past. And I will be very transparent here. I find this question a hard one to answer. There are so many people who have done great things in this lifetime. And I would encourage you, if you are having a challenge answering this question, to list out a list of maybe 10, 15, 20 people who they are, and then what they did that makes them great, and then see if you can figure out what the commonality is, what the commonality is, so that you understand what your definition of greatness is. For me, it's impact and service. It's impact and service. And people do that in different ways in their life. 
some people do it and they make a huge profit and some people do it in the nonprofit or not-for-profit world. But people who serve at the highest level are the ones that I think are quite great. And then you could dig in underneath that and figure out, well, how do they serve and what are the components of that and what are the, the elements to it? That would be a really interesting thing to evaluate for yourself so that you know what greatness is made of. And I believe that in order to do great things, we need to grow into being a great person ourselves. So how do you need to grow in your world in order to be someone who does great things? So what are great things to you and how would you need to really grow in that arena? And then one last thing, I'm, I was struck when I first read this question by Muhammad Ali's 1964 talking to the, the press before his big fight with Sonny Liston. He says, I am the greatest. And you can go look that up on YouTube. It's a great, it's a great commentary. I am the greatest. And he's repeating it to himself again and again and again. What would allow you to stake that claim, to make that, make that statement for yourself and the world to hear so that you knew yourself to be the greatest in whatever lane you're in? For the bonus content of this episode, I want to go back to this question of, are you easily impressed by other people's businesses, professional titles, college degrees, wealth, whatever it is, are you easily impressed? And what happens as a, as a result of that? So you want to have a level of discernment between maybe fangirling someone and contorting yourself or, or making yourself small or conforming in a way that diminishes your gifts, your strength, your abilities in this world. So there is obviously a, a time where it's appropriate to fangirl, to be impressed. I have often been impressed by how people have grown their businesses or the results that they've gotten. And as a result, felt a little uh, smitten when meeting them and, and quite frankly, nervous, like, oh, look, I'm talking to so-and-so. And yet in that moment, you have to recognize, is this fangirling and can I move forward, even though I'm a little nervous, with confidence or am I diminishing myself and standing back, holding back? And I've done it both ways. And I'm here to advocate for the first way. Go for it, even in your fangirlingness, with confidence, knowing that you have something to give. Come forward with something to, to give, like a great question or an acknowledgement of something that they have really done that has impressed you and why it's impressed you, not just um, you're so amazing, okay? Get them into a conversation that supports them, not just takes up their time. So there's all sorts of ways to do that in a great supportive fashion for them and for you. You can really recognize if you're contorting yourself or making yourself small by how you feel in your body. That is something that 
we all rec- we can all recognize, oh, I'm nervous here. Oh, I'm, I'm wanting to retreat. I'm wanting to make myself small. And there's a self-talk to that, that says something like, I'm not good enough. Why would they want to talk to me? Yada, yada, yada. Recognize the self-talk, nip it in the butt, acknowledge something that you want to bring to the table. That's what, why they want to speak to you, even if it's just a gratitude for uh, who they are and what they're doing in this world. That's enough. And change your inner state so that you can go forward, introduce yourself, be, be in that conversation. Now you probably will still be a little bit nervous, but our, our growth in this world is based on doing things that challenging, challenge us and having the courage to do so even when we're a little nervous or afraid. And when you do that enough times, you build your own confidence. You recognize that you can do that. And that's part of the process of building your own confidence. Thank you so much for joining us and for being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. This special series is a part of our Morning Mindset Club and comes to you here on the podcast every Saturday morning. If you'd like to join the Morning Mindset Club at no charge, you won't have to wait a whole week and can listen to this series in short daily snippets every morning. Plus, you'll get a quick implementation practice and mastery check-in to go along with it. You can find the Morning Mindset Club info in the show notes below or just head over to the unstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. And as always, please share this podcast with two or three women who are ready for exponential growth and exponential wealth. And if you're game, we always appreciate a review on iTunes that really helps us reach and elevate more women. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.